Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today we'll ask Pastor Larry a question about revival. But first, we get to continue our look at Adolf Hitler's occult connections with our special guest, Mac Dominic. Someday, I believe very soon, the Lord Jesus Christ will return to rapture all believers. And the Bible is clear. No one knows the day nor the hour of the rapture, not even the devil, Satan. Since Satan doesn't know the day or the hour, it stands to reason that he has always had a man ready to step into the role of the Antichrist. Could one of those men in history have been Adolf Hitler? Joining me to discuss the occult roots of Hitler and the Nazis is Mac Dominic. Mac has produced a two-disc documentary DVD set called Blood Sacrifice. Now, Volume 1 is subtitled Cleansing the Soil for the Aryan Antichrist, and Volume 2 is subtitled Thy Kingdom Come, Hitler's Complete Conquest of the German Christian Churches. Mac, thanks for joining me again, being back on the program with me today. My pleasure, James. We spoke last time about the occult roots of Hitler and the Nazis. For those who may have missed that conversation, would you briefly explain Hitler's fascination with the occult? Hitler kept Helen Blavatsky's The Secret Doctrine by his bed and used it for his Bible. That book outlines sub-races of Atlantis, one of those being the Aryan race, the Aryan race and German occultism made the Aryans out to be race that engendered the German people, the Teutonic races, the Nordic races, and so forth. And they were men that were disciples of this Aryan blood and soil religion that was preached to the German people, oh, really from the mid to late 19th century on forward. As a matter of fact, Richard Wagner, who wrote the great operas, the Meistersinger and Parsifal in the quest for the grail and all of those things. He was an occult Aryan. And there were a number of others that were used that became prophets of Aryanism. And Adolf Hitler just became the figurehead of this movement through his ability to captivate and capture the imaginations of the German people, and basically he was a salesman. He mm -hmm. sold the story, but the story had been laid down for a number of years, so the time of conditioning with the German people was quite extensive. It wasn't like, you know, Hitler came to the forefront around 1919, and by 1935 they were marching through Europe. That was not, or 1938, I guess, is when they invaded Poland. But this thing was built for years and years and embedded in the psyches of the German people that they were actually the super race. Well, that leads me to my next question. What is eugenics and why was Hitler so obsessed with it? Eugenics is basically the idea of the survival of the fittest. This comes from Darwin, actually. Right. Well, you know, I say from Darwin. You know, Darwin stole it from Russell. Darwin sold that idea from Russell. You know, the whole thing with Darwin's origin of species, Darwin was a shy type, and he was just really concerned about presenting his theories. And Charles Lyell, who was a lawyer, I believe the gentleman's name was Albert Russell, came up with this idea of survival of the fittest that Darwin 
confiscate that idea, put it into his theories, and when he did, that became the mechanism propelling the Origin of Species book to the forefront and making Darwin what he was. And, you know, the thing is, the thing that people don't understand, and it's as plain as the nose on their face, they don't look at it or don't want to look at it, but if you look at the title page of the book, The Origin of Species, the complete title of Origin of Species is The Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection or The Preservation of Favored Races in the Struggle for Life. Mm. Now, I never heard anyone that would promote Black Lives Matter or the American Indian situation or any of these oppressed race people, I've never heard any of them condemn Charles Darwin for that book because they don't bother to read the title, or if they do, they completely ignore it. But that's what eugenics is all about. Eugenics is about the elimination of people who are seen as inferior. And there were people in the United States that agreed with Hitler. Henry Ford was one of the really big ones. They promoted Hitler's ideas right up until the time that the United States entered the war. But this was all very, very racist. And it stemmed completely from the theories of evolution, which we know are absolutely antithetical to the teaching of the Word of God. Mac, let's switch subjects for just a second. The Bible describes the coming Antichrist, who will be the one world ruler during the seven-year tribulation. The Antichrist will have plans to rule for a millennium, a thousand years. Wasn't that also Hitler's plan with the Third Reich? Absolutely. I can only use myself as an example. Back before I started reading and studying about this, I never realized that there was a First Reich and Second Reich I should have realized that because that's exactly the way that it came down. There was a First Reich and there was a Second Reich, and of course Hitler was the leader of the Third Reich. And the word Reich simply means kingdom. So that's what we're looking at. The First Reich was Charlemagne from 800 A.D. to 1806. The Second Reich was started by Otto von Bismarck, from 1871 to 1918. Now, the First Reich supposedly was a thousand years. The Second Reich fell very far short, and Hitler wanted to institute the Third Reich, which would be a thousand-year reign on the earth. If you're just joining us, my guest is Mac Dominic, and we're talking about his excellent DVD set called Blood Sacrifice. It's a two-volume DVD set. The first volume is Cleansing the Soil for the Aryan Antichrist, and volume two is Thy Kingdom Come, Hitler's Complete Conquest of the German Christian Churches. There are over three and a half hours of explosive teaching on this DVD set, and I'm telling you, this is one of the best products that I've seen in a while. It's not just a talking head. This is a video documentary with fantastic graphics and video clips. You can get a copy of the two-DVD set of Blood Sacrifice right now by calling 1-800-652-1144 
or you can order online at swrc.com. Now, Mac, Blood Sacrifice, like I said, is not just a video of you teaching. In addition to you, the DVD set also has teachings from David Bay, William Showbellin, Corey Black, and the late Stanley Monteith. It's an all-star cast. Now, I'm curious how you got all these men to help you with this project, but I'm very curious, especially about Stanley Monteith. I remember him from Radio Liberty. Tell me about working with him. My relationship with Dr. Stan was basically the same relationship that you and I have for interviews over the phone. Our staff at Cutting Edge Ministries, Corey Black was the videographer on this project. He was excellent as far as his skills in the video world. Putting all of this together was done by our staff member, Jim Hedgepath. And Jim is the gentleman that basically saved Cutting Edge Ministries because he is our webmaster, but he also does all of the Photoshop work, all of the assimilation of the presentations into their final form. So Corey Black filmed it, Jim Hedgepath did that, and the relationships with the other guests are all the doings of David Bay. I'm just a very minor pawn in all of this chess match. The video is great, and I really have enjoyed it. We spoke yesterday about the influences of Hitler. He was also influenced by Martin Luther and a book that Luther wrote called On the Jews and Their Lies. Would you explain how Hitler was influenced by Luther? Martin Luther was no fan of Judaism. That is an established fact. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would want to go on record as calling the man anti-Semitic, but we can just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that Hitler pretty much manipulated that situation by the fact that Martin Luther was German, and so Hitler made Luther into something that he absolutely was not by using him to promote the whole Aryan cause, and that's really how all that came about. But let's put it this way. Today, Martin Luther would probably support the Palestinians. Mm. Well, don't you think the Holocaust goes back, actually, to Genesis 3.15? Satan has always wanted to destroy the Jewish people, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. It goes back to Genesis 3.15. We see it again in Genesis chapter 6, where the line of the Messiah was directly attacked in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Satan wanted to destroy the line of the Messiah. When he failed at that... He wants to destroy God's people. And when you read this in Deuteronomy chapter 32, at the Tower of Babel, when God turned over the nations to the entities that would be in charge of them, God kept the nation of Israel for his own inheritance. And shortly after the Tower of Babel, God chose Abraham to do all that. And of course, since that time, the Jewish people, the descendants of Abraham, have been targeted specifically by Satan and by evil entities to destroy because they are God's inheritance. Yes. And if God's inheritance can be destroyed, then that would give the Antichrist much more power coming onto the scene to take over the world against God's people. So yes, the Jews have been targets of dark forces since really Genesis 3.15, specifically Genesis chapter 6, but with the line of Abraham, they came under direct assault. 
God says, I will bless those that bless Israel and curse those that curse Israel. That's right. God help our country if we ever forget that. Just on another subject, I'm very concerned about this current administration in Washington because, as you just said, God said, I will bless them that blesses thee and curses them that curse thee. And the Abrahamic covenant was not conditional. It has never been rescinded. And we, as Christians, need to make sure that we do not support causes that go against the Jewish people. It's as plain as nose on your face when you read the Bible, and people can say, oh, yes, but we've got the New Testament. Well, you better go read Romans 9, 10, and 11, because you'll see right there that God is not finished with Israel. And we know when you read the book of Revelation and tie all the context back together with the Old Testament teachings, we know that God is going to, again, deal with Israel, and the Jewish people will be the center point of the millennial reign of Christ, along with us that are saved, but the Jewish people will be the center point as the Lord Jesus Christ will reign over the entire world from Jerusalem. The resurrected David will reign as king of Israel, and it will all come from Jerusalem. It will not come from New York. It won't come from London. It won't come from Paris or Moscow. It will come from Jerusalem. How was Hitler able to get the German churches to be quiet and go along with the Holocaust first? And also, I believe that history repeats itself, and just like the German churches went along with Hitler, won't churches also go along with the Antichrist when he rises to power? The short answer to that is those churches number one, were full of people that weren't really saved. Yeah. And those churches were full of people that even saved people that were blinded by the occult influence of the Aryan movement within Germany. How did he do it? That's a really good question. It had to be spiritual. It could not have been physical because the physical part of it, even because everything he was saying as a Christian, made no sense whatsoever to anyone that knew the Word of God. So, as you said, the Antichrist will come on the scene after the rapture of the church, and so anyone left in any churches at that point in time, the Bible tells us in Thessalonians, it says God will send strong delusion that they will believe the lie and go along with the Antichrist to their own undoing. It was the same thing. It was a strong delusion, but it was also something that we see in churches today where people were even good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching churches, Bible-believing churches, they do not teach doctrine. Churches are going after social issues, politics, parenting, financial, all of these things, which are not bad things but they're neglecting to teach doctrine, and we have churches full of people who do not know what they believe, don't know why they believe what they do believe, and when you don't know what you believe, you will fall for deception every time. That's all we can really say, because it makes no sense whatsoever as to why the German church did what they did, except that their leaders sold out And they sold out all their people, and those that really, truly knew the truth either did nothing or were silenced or marginalized. 
And that's the only answer that we can come up with. We've been visiting with Mac Dominic about his over three and a half hour teaching DVD called Blood Sacrifice. Mac, I know that you're working on more dynamic teachings, so I hope you'll come back on the Watchman on the Wall soon to share with us again. I'm working on some really exciting stuff right now. My next one is going to be titled Deliver Us From Evil. It gets back into some of the things we were talking about as far as the occult and evil influences on our world. Well, I hope you'll come on and share with us when those products are ready. Okay. Thank you, James. Thank you, gentlemen. Get this complete two-day conversation with Mac Dominic on CD by calling 1-800-652-1144 or download our app and listen to current and past programs of Watchmen on the Wall. Simply search SWRC in your app store and download the SWRC app. In our resource center today, we have Mac Dominic's two-volume documentary, Blood Sacrifice. These DVDs explore the soil for the Aryan Antichrist and Hitler's complete conquest of the German Christian churches. Get Blood Sacrifice Volumes 1 and 2 for a gift of $30 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order online swrc.com. That's swrc. Our host, Pastor Larry Spargimino, is going to step in now and answer an important question for us. Pastor Larry, with all the chaos and uncertainty, with people turning away from God, is revival possible? Many Christians find it hard to believe that revival could happen at the present time. There is so much evil in the world. There seems to be a general coldness of heart in many churches. Furthermore, we seem to be moving very quickly toward a one-world government ruled by atheists and Marxists. Our freedoms are quickly disappearing. The current vaccine mandate, church lockdowns, and radical anti-God ideologies seem to be in control of much of our society. How they ask, is it possible for revival to occur in such an environment that's hostile to the gospel of Jesus Christ? Well, I will answer that question by asking a question. Do my listeners know which nation is sending out the most missionaries to countries in the 1040 window? Now, the 1040 window refers to unreached people in that part of the Eastern Hemisphere north of the equator between the 10 and 40 degree latitudes. That's one of the hardest areas for evangelism in the world and includes nations such as Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and the other Stan nations. So does anyone know which country is sending out the most missionaries to those nations, including North Korea? The answer, communist China. The underground church, since the days of the communist revolution in China, has been persecuted with the utmost brutality, yet the underground church is made up of some of the most committed followers of Jesus planet Earth has ever seen. I want to recommend an excellent book titled, China and End Time Prophecy, How God is Using the Red Dragon to Fulfill His Ultimate Purposes by Eugene Bach, published by Whitaker House. Eugene Bach is a pseudonym for a worker in the Chinese underground church, 
Bach has been working with the underground church for 20 years and has helped to embed missionaries in closed countries that are very hostile to Christianity. Many of Eugene Bach's comments and observations are firsthand. He has been on the front lines with missionaries in different parts of the world whose home churches are in China. That the underground church in China could make such amazing advances in spreading the gospel should be an inspiration to Christians living in America in the 21st century. Many American Christians see America moving into a time of great spiritual darkness. The glory has departed, and many American churches could write Ichabod over their doors. No doubt these are hard times. Many Christians in America have a tendency to face the future with some degree of fear and trepidation. For them, revival happening at such a foreboding time is an utter impossibility. One leading house church pastor recently stated, and I quote him, Today, the underground house churches in China are unified by the Back to Jerusalem vision, and Chinese churches are sending out missionaries into Muslim, Buddhist, Hindu, and atheist countries in the 1040 window and elsewhere. Our church now has missionaries serving in Pakistan, Dubai, India, and many other nations that are hostile to the gospel of Jesus. Additionally, our young people are moving into China's cities in large numbers, but it is not for the purpose of making money. They are moving there to plant churches, to preach the gospel, to raise support for foreign missions, and to send new firebrand believers into the field. I can't help but feel excited about the future of China and the Chinese church, close quotes. That's a quote from a leading house church pastor. In 2017, Chinese house church leaders attended a meeting in the United States not far from Kansas City, Missouri. They had a roundtable discussion with Brother Yun, a fiery Chinese evangelist who sings the words of scripture in Mandarin to melodies that he has created on the spot. One of the brothers asked Brother Yun about the persecution that had started to increase in 2017. All of the pastors were concerned and wanted to help in some way. One asked Brother Yun, On the news, we have seen that the Chinese government has torn down several thousand crosses in China. What is the church doing to stop this? Without blinking, Brother Yun smiled and said, I am not worried one bit that the Chinese government has been ripping the crosses down from the buildings in China. You're not, the pastor asked, clearly confused. Brother Yun replied, the crosses never should have been on those buildings in the first place. Jesus told us that we are to carry the cross every day. The cross belongs on our backs. We have gotten lazy and placed it on a building in hopes that the building would hold the burden of the cross for us. The government has pulled the crosses down so that Christians can once again carry their own crosses, close quotes. The pastor pressed this questioning, but what about the churches the government has been destroying? This must be disturbing to you to watch as the government destroys thousands of church buildings throughout China, right? The pastor was clearly more perturbed by the persecution against the Chinese church than Brother Yun was. This does not bother us in China. Why should it? It is only a building. We are the church, said Brother Yun. Our vision in China is to see so many Muslims come to the Lord that the mosque will be transformed into meeting places for the churches. Our prayer is that we will see so many Buddhists come to Christ on our way back to Jerusalem 
that the Buddhist temples will be transformed into revival centers for Christians, close quotes. A comprehensive study in 2011 by the Pew Forum on Religion and Public Life showed the number of Christians in China had increased to more than 67 million. The Pew Forum admitted the challenges of arriving at an accurate number because there are no truly nationally representative surveys of the religious affiliation of the Chinese public. However, Eugene Bach and other house church leaders believe that the 67 million figure is conservative. Bach writes, quote, Regardless of the specific numbers, the argument can be convincingly established that China is experiencing a massive revival and has been for the last four decades, and that this revival could be an indicator, one of many other indicators, pointing to the second coming of Christ and its closeness. Close quotes. The periodical Nikkei Asia, a business, politics, economy, and tech journal, reports that Christianity is on the rise in China, quote, with the growing number of followers making Communist Party leaders nervous that the religion may soon undermine party dogma, close quotes. The journal reports that the number of Christian converts is increasing, especially in economically distressed villages and cities where many feel alienated and the party is trying to rein in the unregistered underground churches fearing the spread of Western ideals, including those of human rights. Recently, in a city south of Shandong province, a church of about 200 members gathers every morning at 6.30 for prayer. The villagers take their beliefs seriously. Communist Party leaders and chief executives should learn the teachings of the Bible, said a local taxi driver emphasizing the importance of Christian teaching. Some observers state that China is poised to overtake the U.S. as the world's largest Christian nation. In 2019, Vice President Mike Pence noted in a speech that, quote, faith in Jesus Christ has reached as many as 130 million Chinese Christians, a far greater number than the roughly 90 million Communist Party members. According to Nikkei Asia at the Communist Party Congress in 2017, Chinese President Xi Jinping stressed that, quote, Communist Party leadership should persist in advancing the sinicization of our country's religions, close quotes. President Xi followed through in 2018 with more regulations, including stricter registration requirements for religious organizations and harsher punishments for unauthorized meetings. Can revival occur in 2022, or will harsh persecution stifle revival fires? The answer clearly is that revival can occur in 2022, and is actually taking place in many parts of our world today. Thanks, Pastor Larry. If you have a question you would like answered, email askpastorlarry at swrc.com. That's askpastorlarry at swrc.com. Don't forget, we have Mac Dominic's two-volume documentary, Blood Sacrifice, available today. Get Blood Sacrifice Volumes 1 and 2 for a gift of $30 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Have a wonderful weekend, my friends, and be sure to tune in on Monday 
when we will once again, through Christ, bring clarity to the chaos. And remember, God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com. Thank you.